The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who on this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Quarry Lots of Sports Talk. We are live. It is a great day here in Arizona. Perfect if you was a golfer. 77 degrees, which showed in my car. I don't know what you guys got, but drizzling, overcast. I golf all day in that. Catching yeah. a little rain, yeah, it changes what, up the greens, but gives you a little challenge. Yeah, you know what, it does. But, you know, you can go at the pins when it's wet. There's, there you go. You can go yeah. at the pins. Uh, this is what they do in Seattle all the time. Oh, yeah, it's normal stuff for them. All the time. So how was you guys' week since I've seen you? It was good. Good you stuff. take Francis to a lot of places? Uh, yeah, we, we hung out. I was a little under the weather, as you uh, alluded to last week. Cocaine, um, cocaine the hell of a deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mr. James. Uh, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was good, though. It was good stuff. Good, good to see him. Well, Francis pop in once every six months, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deborah, what you got going on? Uh, just hanging out. Got the promoting the book out there. Uh, I got the book talking. in my hand. Let yeah. me talk right over you. Average is a <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Average is an addiction. How you did this is, I you know I texted you earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I guess it was later, but <laughs> it was. Uh, I like how you did this. We got to see average mm-hmm. grade, average addiction. Um, you know, from mediocre to millions. Yeah. Uh, did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. mediocre to millions, yeah. From receptionist to CEO of a $20 million construction company with only a high school diploma, Deborah yeah. Debris. See, this is why people got to go check your website. This, Absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure you sell it on your website. Yeah. Also, Amazon.com. Amazon.com. You can go to DebraDebris.com. You can check out my Facebook, Deborah Debris fan page. Uh, so all I sorts ne- of good stuff. The one I ordered, then I need to just give to pass it on. Yeah, yours is signed, dude. You can give your other ones away. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And your name is in uh, what is it? The fifteenth chapter I talk about down and dirty with Deborah. Oh, so no, fourteenth. I, I, I think it's the fourteenth. Oh yeah, I like it. Let me. Let me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is yeah, this is classic right here. It's this got good go stuff. Down. And go I got one of my guys stuff. to endorse it, so that was cool. So they like to keep themselves confidential. Oh, okay. He wants got to? a Green Bay Packer. No. Oh, is he, he's in it. Let me hear. Oh, he want to be confidential, but he got. No, I'm saying that most of my guys they want to keep their name confidential, and this guy was nice enough. I helped him through free agency, and he now plays with the Green Bay Packers. So. Oh, Dewan Harris, running back. Yeah. Oh, okay. He did. He got a great. Deborah has shown me how to take control of my mind and emotions. I start wearing. I stay focused. I dominate the competition. I am a lot more confident than I've. On every play. On every play. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's one of those guys who's too short for his position, but he does it anyway. And I See, love I don't that type. That crap. He, he his his mind is hard as in it. And you got the Absolutely. right people around you. Yeah, size is I something people use to make excuses. Well, look at um, who was it? Uh, um, uh, who basketball? It? I want to say Bugsy. Oh, Muggsy Bowes. Muggsy Bowes. I was Bo. trying to get my M's and my B's mixed up. Yeah. <clears throat> say mother. Oh, 
Well, <laughs> you know, the, that guy jumps out the gym. Muggsy Absolutely. Bowles. Yeah, it's That's a bunch amazing of BS what, uh, when people put their perceptions on you. But didn't they say that about Russell Wilson? Yeah, undersized. Undersized. I mean, how do you, you can't, just because you can't do it, don't say exactly. he can't do it. It's like, thanks for sharing, get away from me. Right. Yeah. Just because you can't do something that seems amazing that you've seen other people do at a taller, faster uh, size, speed, don't say this guy can't do it. Absolutely. Or guys coming back from injuries and stuff, you know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's like, a, yeah, especially coming back from injuries. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure Barry Sanders has a lot to say about size too. Exactly. Because he was what five five seven in high heels or five <laughs> nine in high heels. <laughs> We're not talking about the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what did he do down in Oklahoma City? Is, uh, That's right. <laughs> but I don't. Know, I wish. Yeah. I wish uh, my son. I wish KJ. I wish he was faster. But I don't know what kind of athlete he can be. But he wants to play. Right. I know he's been waking me up at. 4.45 in the morning to work him out, finally. That's cool. He should have been doing that three, four years ago. Yeah, but Oh, maybe I should have been doing it three years ago. Yeah, maybe. But good news that he's doing it now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because well, I'd rather him not play football. I wish he was play baseball. Yeah. But he and his friend Dalen, they, they wake me up. They sophomores at Hamilton High School. Um, So they've been waking me up trying to get right. Yeah. All right, we got a lot to talk about. Anything going on with you guys so far? Just, just been following... Just, a Rod stuff. A Rod, Johnny yeah. Menzel. Yeah. A Rod Menzel. It, it's it, let's let's talk about Menzel. Let's talk about Johnny Menzel. Do you got you guys have any reservations or anything as far as him selling his autograph? As far he's a he's a collegiate student, which is illegal by most cases. But I know a lot of times we sign a lot of memorabilia and we give it and it we don't know where it goes. But you find out. You know, you get to after a game, somebody has it, but they didn't get it for free. But it he was, signed 999 photos. Why not a uh, thousand? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's some rules around a thousand. Or it was probably for no himself idea. or his mirror, so he could look at himself every morning. Yeah, he in, kept one. Another thousand. <laughs> no, I think that with him, the you, you don't the, have. Go ahead. Well, the NCAA has laid it out. You're amateur athletes. You cannot get paid for. Uh, anything, you know, endorsements or anything of that sort, which is fair. But I do think that this brings up an interesting point where what if the, this is, what if this is the thing that bridges the gap between amateur and allowing these kids to get paid? What if they make their money on their own terms? Not through endorsements, not through Nike, not through Adidas, not through any of that, not through jersey sales, not through gameplay. What if, if they, the, I mean, this obviously caters to the, uh, the popular athletes, but what if they can go make their own money doing, doing signings and doing things like that where they can make a little money on the side? I don't, I don't see anything wrong with this, to be honest, but, it's, but it leaves an, un, an unfair playing field for all of these you know, third-string cornerbacks that, are, that, that just made the team. They were the last man on the team, and that they can't uh, profit from this because they're not popular enough. I, I don't, go ahead, Deborah. But they're called student athletes. They're not called student athletes entrepreneurs. So I have a problem with where their focus is going if, because it leaves them wide open. Yes, they can make money, but it leaves them wide open for not having the education to deal with who's going to come after them and start trying to make deals with them and well, who knows what Well, neither do that. professional athletes just get screwed out of all their money with, with these rocky investments and all things like that. I, I think in the, on a collegiate level, when, when you allow kids to, um, you know, they say they get paid back with their education and how much a scholarship will cost or how much a degree or an education will cost at their university, I, I disagree with that totally uh, because a lot of, for example, um, from reception to CEO without a high school diploma, 
a lot of those kids don't get a degree, but they can go on to make millions. A lot of people that make millions have a degree. Uh, it works. It goes hand in hand both ways. But then you start getting certain athletes to your university when you tell when you tell them, well, you come here, you can do this. You can go make your own money. You can sell your own jerseys. Remember Maurice Claret? Remember the guys at Ohio State were selling their jerseys? I had guys on my um, yeah, professional team. Yeah, yeah, Torrell Pryor. I had guys on my professional team from that school, from that university. They say they used to they play Ohio State and Michigan is a big game. They give a gold. I think it's gold pants or a gold pen. They used to sell those. They, they, it didn't mean anything to them because in school, kids actually don't have money. So when you look at uh, Johnny Manziel, again, I got to come from money. Where's his passion? What kind of an athlete he's going to be? Now I'm wondering. Now I'm wondering, uh, is it more about him or Texas A&M? Because right. Texas A&M doing everything they can do to uh, benefit from his uh, fame now. Because who else are we talking about on Texas A&M? I don't know another guy on that team. Well, Luke Joko just got drafted, but, but that, he's that's gone. It. Yeah, he was their best player. Mm-hmm. But but other than that, who are we talking about on Texas A&M? We talking about Johnny Manziel, the things he's doing as a kid. I don't I want I don't want to judge him ten years down the road for something he's doing right now. He's a kid right now. So, but the question uh, the question I have is: Is this in his best interest and the team's best interest? And I don't know that it is. Well, it's definitely yeah, not in the team's best interest, right? Because he's he's got a foot out the door. He's going to play. Say he gets suspended for four or six games. Alabama's day, Alabama's week three. That's the only game he really has to play this year to show his stock. You know, and, and it's it's sad to say, but either LSU or Alabama is going to come out of that division and out of that conference or whatever, and he's gone. You know, it, you know that he's gone. But at what point do we quit bending the rules for everybody? I mean, that's well, you know, we look at what's going on in the in the pros, well, and it's starting now. You know, you look at it's going to be in high school. You know, we're looking at college that we start bending all these rules and letting the guys know, guys and gals both, that you know, you don't have to follow the rules. You're special. I'm not a huge fan of the NCAA for a whole lot of reasons. Um, uh, some that I know about that you know happened to me while I was in college, or and it's some that we all know about. Uh, but I don't agree bending the rules for exceptional athletes. You don't bend the rules for a female softball player, a female volleyball player. You don't bend the rules for one t- one sport, one particular sport who generates a lot of money. I went to a basketball school. I'm the University of Kansas, basketball, huge basketball school. You talk about Kansas, you talking about basketball. You don't even think football. Well, we we generate more money than they do. But then right. that money goes everywhere else. Right. But that team is all. But when you talk about a particular sport at that university and a particular athlete, I don't. I don't think you should bend the rules for any of them. I think well, if you do for one, you got to do for all. What rules are they bending right now? So say he's going to get. If this comes I, I, out, that he I don't got have paid, a problem with Jan, Johnny Manziel selling his stuff. I well, don't have a problem. But with he's it. not. He literally <laughs> before this. Say say he didn't get paid for this, hypothetically speaking. If he didn't get paid for uh, for the uh, for the autograph, say this is a false report. What has he done wrong? They're not bending any rules for him. He hasn't done anything wrong. He's taking online classes, which is totally in the discretion I'll of tell his you what own. He's done wrong him and his eyes. family. No, but he hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't broken any rules. Yeah, no, no. Unless he, he hasn't broken money. any written rules that he I went, know right, of. Right, unless but, he got paid for unless this. Unless he got but, paid. Right, yeah. right. But here's what I think he's done wrong. He's disassociated himself from the university. He. The minute he won the Heisman, he thought he was the like they've never seen superstars in Texas. Like they've never seen a, a big deal on that campus. He's now taking online classes. He, you don't see him. What does that do to the uh, morale of the, the, the morale of the team uh, when he just shows up for practice? And he's right. never on campus. You can't win games like that. Yeah, but I don't think the athletic director and the athletics department care. They don't care because they can make money off him right now. You sh- these are going to be the highest rated games, highest rated games in college football this year. 
is anytime he's on the field, that will be the highest rated game in that week. I mean, take LSU and Alabama away. I feel like that Al- uh, Texas A&M Alabama will be the highest rated college football game this year, and that's all they want. They want that media money. They want the the fan the fans to be in the sta- in their seats, which they will be, so they can forget all. So is of it this. more about the game than the person? Are, are they going to try to fix this guy, put him on the right track? And you say he haven't done any runs, so there's no right track, no wrong track that he needs to get off. Well, that's not necessarily true, but I'm just saying he hasn't broken any rules. I think Kevin Sumlin needs to – the, the head coach needs to do something. He needs to sit this kid down at some point. I know he's only a second-year coach, but this kid could be his meal ticket to maybe an NFL job one day if they get to a national championship game. So he needs to harness him for the one year that he has left of him with the games if he gets suspended or not. He's got to do something, doesn't he? Need he to conduct himself as a coach as he get them other guys ready to play. Yeah. I, I will have my guys ready to play without Johnny Manziel because I don't know That's the outcome right. of what he's going to do. Well, if sir. I depend on and if one guy. If he shows up and he doesn't play well, right. get, sit him down. I need to have a backup plan. Right. And he had three good games last year, or four good games last year. He had two horrific games, so I don't understand what the hubbub is. But yeah, well, they, yeah. exactly. And I'm not saying a whole season. He had two games. One had to be Alabama got gets him the Heisman. I don't even think he's the best player in the country at that point. Yeah. At that's all. the thing the media grabs onto somebody and they start to blow it up. And as soon as one or two, you know, um, media agencies start to blow it up, then everybody grabs onto it. And now all of a sudden he's the one to watch and take all the pictures of and, you know. Right. And I'll watch. I'm, I'm going mean, to watch him this year too. But let's take a break and we'll come back. Quam Lasso Sports Talk. Flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to the Pumlas Sports Hall. I am out of breath. I just want to get some, put some more sugar in my coffee. Uh, <laughs> Junior's rubbing Does that sound up on funny you. Or something, yeah. Well, you're out of breath from you know walking in there and walking you know, I went back. To the doctor Dude. yesterday. Uh-oh. Stage four, heart failure. Hey, we got um, 
I'm for real. <laughs> you and I need to talk, dude. I keep telling it's, you, and you, you're like all the other guys out there. You refuse to do the things that will help you the most. No, nah, I'm taking my medicine. I got some new medicine. I got some new mm. meds now. So New meds. Uh-huh, that I don't... Uh, there's things you can do beyond I, I, actually drugs. I said, I know. Actually I don't like drugs. Well. I can't. I'm not good with uh, pills and stuff like that. <laughs> I, ain't got, I ain't got the mushrooms that you like. <laughs> Did we got a call on? On a high note. Not yet. He high calling in. High note. Well, how you know uh, we had a caller, Alex? Because he told was there him. and he was gone. Oh, what, oh, he coming back? Yeah. Yeah. We're hoping. Okay. All right. Yeah, he was on break. He didn't want to. Wastes any time minutes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Brian Nelson, uh, baseball player, man, played professionally. He's still playing now. You know, he's one of those guys that, and Junior also, you know, we all, I, at least I think Junior's crazy. Uh, if he don't take his meds, speaking of meds, right. that's the guy you need to, that's the guy you need to all talk to. All it takes to. is a phone call, dude. Junior's not going to call you. I, I he, know. All Junior, these guys, they don't call. Junior think he's too busy. Mm-hmm. And I tell him that in his face. He think he's too busy. He say, yeah, 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 I'm, oh, yeah, I'm going to call. Too busy running in circles and procrastinating and hesitating. Bumping his head in the same spots. But um, with Brian and Junior, you look at those guys, you say, you should still be playing. And they should be according to what's going on in baseball. Yeah. But they, they've done Bring so much. quality back in. They know some much changing in baseball. Damn, Junior ain't no innocent guy now, but he uh, he does have a World Series ring. <laughs> That's my Should guy. We That's trash I all your friends. <laughs> Give me a list so nah, I can nah, keep up. You know what? They can talk about me like that too, because you know we friends. And, you know, and some they people, do. He's called me and talked to you. Talked to me about yeah, you. Spivey, yeah. Spivey, good guy. He's a good guy. That's like family. Um, all right, let's hope Brian is back. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. Hey, we we was about to get into some uh, a rod. We just got finished talking about Johnny Manziel. Get real quickly. Give me your opinion on. Give us your opinion on that because we, I, you know, we, I think we have different opinion uh, as far as I don't see anything wrong with him selling his uh, autograph or his memorabilia in college uh, because with the college and the universities and those outsides, those those private markets, how much they make off the guy just being in college, and then you giving you giving um, a reason why you know his education is his payoff. But what he's doing on the football field doesn't weigh. Um, I, I don't think that it weighs more because I know a lot of people got a degree. I know some engineers is out of work. Well, that's how I feel, man. You know, um, I think they're using those kids, man, um, at such a high level that everything that they do has been scrutinized so bad. And um, as we know, like right now, Ed O'Bannon and the O'Bannon brothers are still trying to sue them for uh, for their cover for their um, likeness. Their face being on the cover of a basketball game a long time ago, so um, I really think that they really need to change that rule, man. Like, and and you do it more like the Olympics, where you can use your name and your you know your identity for your own money, as long as you're not using the university in any way. Yeah, the Olympics is a great but, a great way to do it. Just, <clears throat> but the reality it's not going to happen like that because uh, NCAA is making so much money. It's and it's just like basketball, like. You, one and done. Like you have to go to college for one year. That's just not. I don't get that either. But they changed that for the profits of basketball for teams like uh, Kentucky, North Carolina, uh, Duke, uh, Kansas. Kansas. They they make these kids and go to school for one year because it brings more marketability to the university. Or right. in base because in baseball, you would, did you go straight out of um, high school? You drafted out of high school. Well, yeah, I was drafted out of high school, but I uh, I went to junior college for one year right. to, to learn how to switch hit. But 
Yeah, baseball and hockey, I think those are the only two sports that you can come directly out of high school at this point. So that'll never change in baseball, though. The thing I look at, though, is everybody is being used. I mean, the reality is even in business, um, employers pay employees um, a portion of what they think that they're worth, and then the employer, you know, the business, the corporation, makes millions and billions of dollars off of them. So my oh, my thought is, you know, and I, you know, I, again, I'm not, I love entrepreneurialism, you know, being able to sell what's yours. Uh, the only thing that I have a problem with is the fact that if he, in fact, took money and broke the rules, the rules have got to stand uh, and everybody has to be able to follow them. Yeah, Otherwise, you're setting somebody up for failure well, yeah. in the future by letting them know that breaking the rules is an okay Come thing on to, in. Do. Yeah, okay to do. I mean, no, they'll, he's going to get suspended if he took money. I mean, that's, and this is one big problem with this is Johnny Manziel has one of his 20 year old friends being his assistant. So he sees his friend, his friend, it was his friend's idea to be like, no, he's not going to sign anything more for free. So this this is going to be a slippery slope of things that that are to come. And if he took money, which it looks like he did from multiple reports, he's going to get suspended, and he'll probably get suspended for four games. If they suspend him just for the first four games of the season, he's that'll, be, de- Alabama game, right? Alabama, that'll, be, that'll right. be that'll be detrimental enough because right. the first two are bunny games, and then who knows if they're bunny games if he's not playing? They could be the worst team in the country, like Arkansas's fall from grace last year. They ranked number six oh. in the country, right? He talking <laughs> and, about your, yeah. he, he talking and, about where Nelly from now? Oh <laughs> well, no, he had to. <laughs> All I'm doing is stating facts, sir. I, I am. I am a. I, I am a going to sir. Brian, you're on with Alex Clancy and Deborah Debris. Also, <laughs> I will say though that that Ryan Mallett is one of my favorite quarterbacks still in the NFL, and I really hope he gets a job. So hopefully that'll make up for my. Uh, if he didn't get hurt in the first half of two of those games, they would have went to the national championship that year, he's two or three d- years ago. He's doing the moonwalk right yeah, now. No, it's true. Yeah, I love <laughs> Ryan Mallett. You need some Ryan white Mallett. socks and a glitter glove. Ryan, Ryan Mallett. <laughs> Ryan Mallett is what six seven six eight. He's such a beast. He's going to be the next Aaron Rodgers. Won't you say he? I hope so. We need to trade him to the Raiders or something. Oh, I don't know about all that. You kind of lost me there. <laughs> trade him to the Raiders. <laughs> uh, now, yeah. let, me, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> yeah. Let me get your, uh, your, your opinion, your professional opinion, if you will. A-Rod comes back. Um, 14 guys got um, implemented in this um, biogenics case. Uh, 13 of them suspended. A-Rod gets 211 a game. He's appealed. He's appealing this game, so he's able to play. He gets booed coming in, and then he's betting number four in the lineup. <laughs> betting cleanup. Yeah. Cleanup. He's betting yeah. cleanup. And he's, this is a guy who's been hurt the whole time, the entire right. time. He's he hasn't coming proven up. anything lately. He hasn't. Uh, and I know you, you think about A-Rod, you think about A-Rod, who he used to be. But give us your opinion on what's going on with this uh, appeal, and is this any way fair um, to A-Rod or maybe to the uh, Major League Baseball? Well, as far as the, the uh, appeal goes, I really think he had to do it because, uh, you know, if they have that much evidence on him, then, you know, he was going to get suspended anyway. But uh, the reason that he's appealing, I think, is because if, if you only get suspended, I mean, if you only get caught twice, um, really get caught, that's 100 games. And realistically, he's never failed a drug test. So, I mean, this is all I hear say, and, like, people are talking, and, like, this person said this, and, and then they come up with this investigation to find out that he was taking something. But realistically, he's never been caught. It's like Barry Barnes. He's never failed a drug test. So, like, baseball is doing a great job of, you know, uh, I don't know, investigating people's lives, but they're not really, you know, cleaning up the game, so to speak, because he could be on it right now because he's never gotten caught. 
Is it more so protecting his uh, legacy? Because you're right. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't we we talked no. about A Rod and uh, PEDs, but we didn't talk about A Rod as a positive PEDs. I remember the first case was that he was. Uh, we were talking about you know he his cousin or his somebody gave it to him from another right. country, uh, but it was never a positive test. Well, the the appeal is is strictly about money. He, if he if he um, at this point if he takes that appeal and then next year he's going to lose all of 2014 and then half of 2015, so he'll be 40 years old. So basically, it's almost a lifetime ban. You know what I'm saying? Like he really didn't get suspended for life, but that's what it would have been if he gets. You know, if he had to take off a year and a half, you know, with two bomb hips and a knee to surgery, and, and then if the Yankees release him, then I'm, I don't know if that'll be the end. But so he, he he has to fight for the you know the collective bargaining agreement. We have a really strong union. Y'all got the best really union. Y'all got the best union on all sports. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be a yeah. really Next expensive time. fight. <laughs> well, yeah, I, but I mean, so yeah, maybe it's a technically a lifetime ban, but he's still getting a sixty million dollar pardon gift if he. If this thing holds up, if it does or if it doesn't, and if it doesn't, he's going to get paid for this year and next year. And the thing with uh, the, Roger, uh, the thing with the one loophole with the MLBPA is that they gave Bud Selig the for the for the betterment of the game, for the best of Major League Baseball, so he can supersede the fifty and hundred game suspensions if he feels it'll be best for Major League Baseball, and that's what's happening right now. So I understand that, but. Uh, what's best for baseball is to follow the protocol. If it was his second time um, doing it, then it would really be a hundred game suspension. You know, what I'm, you know what I mean. So like, he has really never been caught, but I really think they're going after him to set an example. Where is this two hundred and eleven games coming from? Part comes in at. It was the rest like, of this season and all of the next season. No. It's starting on Monday. Okay, the, or the, no, the suspension is Thursday. Suspension. Uh, it starts on Thursday, but uh, he's appealing it, which the process could take until you know. Uh, till October, November, or December, so he probably will play the whole time during the uh, appeal process. And then um, once the arbitrators, there'll be three separate arbitrators, separate from MLB, that'll hear the case, and it'll, then it will decide. But well, and some of what it, I've it, heard. It, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I apologize. I didn't mean to talk over you. I said some of what I've heard yes, was that. Yeah. Okay, well, I did. Yeah, why'd you apologize? Yeah, yeah. well, Kwame was saying, you talk, you talk. Um, so part of what I've heard, too, is if they would have offered him the 50 games like they did to everybody else, he probably would have taken it because uh, yeah. he thought it was a first offense type of thing, and he would have taken that and moved on. But because it was so um, stringent that he feels he needs to appeal. I think that this is really on, and, and this is a weird stance on this, but I almost feel bad for him. In this regard, the one, the one time, the one part that I feel I'm on his side is that this is dehumanizing him every second. You know, he is still a human being when it comes down to it. Convicts, felons, they all get due process in due time, and this is dragging on so much that media, everything is just pointing a finger at this guy. And he is after the the post game interview last night, he said flat out, "I'm by myself." So he is fighting. That's the best way to be. He is fighting for right. himself and for his family. So he, so his little girls can look up to him and be like, "Hey, look, Dad's still fighting, even though the whole world is against me." And that's the and this is taking too. so long, and it's it's making him look like a human being. And a lot of star athletes don't look like that because they they're like your parents when you're five years old. They're <laughs> like these angelic things that you don't really understand, and you don't see them as real people because they make all kinds of money and because they entertain you. 
Now he's looking like a real human being, a middle-aged man with no hips, no knees, who is fighting for his fighting for his name. And and I, you got to respect him for that. Even though say he's cheated, you got to respect him for that. I definitely respect him for that because otherwise he would, it would his career would end exactly like Barry Bonds did, and he was just riding the sunset, and they was just pretend like nothing that he's ever accomplished mattered. When in the whole time that you know. Leading up to, you know, 2004 was the first time they even started testing for PEDs. And, you know, the game of baseball, I'm not going to say knew what was going on, but kind of like looked over, you know, when McGuire and Sosa saved the game from that strike. I say that all the time. They they knew what was going on. You know, like everybody knew what was going on then, but, you know, to sell tickets and to get the game back to where it was, they just let it go, you know. And that goes back. I think he'll he'll be the one. That has a lot to to say in a in a court setting where the facts have to come out. So he'll put it on both sides and not just on the player's side. Well, I think that goes back to our you previous know, discussion and, too, and, is... and give it to where the players can say, uh, you know, hey, they knew where we we're going on. But the, the regular fan, the average person, gonna say, yeah, but you know, all it's over, and you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> and it goes back to my other point that he really didn't get caught doing anything. It was just a doctor that he didn't pay off. He wanted twelve million, and he didn't give him what he wanted. So he just told that, you know, kept evidence and sound like extortion, just like Roger Clemens. I have evidence. I have this. I have that. If you don't give me what I want, and that's that's extortion to me. But you know, that's what it is, Deborah. Well, I was just going to say, I think that goes back to our previous point too. Is that at what point do you draw the line in the sand and say the rules are the rules? And whenever, when you go back in, um, you know, back in years and you say, well, those guys got away with it, you know, and they got maybe a slap on the hand at best, then everybody says, well, if they got away with it. And again, let me look at, I've got money versus a slap on the hand. All right, I'll go for the money. And if I get a slap on the hand, okay. I understand that too, but really he didn't break the rules. He never got caught. (laughs) Well, that doesn't mean that he didn't break the rules. It just means he didn't get caught. Yeah. Right. He escaped. Smarter than the average bear. Yeah. Well, I, I always say that he's protecting his legacy. Sports. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. So I don't know if that's true in, in, in you know, football or other sports, but, you know, I, I've heard that thing before, and everybody's looking for the edge, you know? So Yeah, but there's there's other ways to get the edge other than taking drugs, and you can pump up that, your body without true. having to take that's drugs, true. and guys are getting away right now, guys, gals, whatever, but they're getting away with... Um, what I call laziness is, you know, if I take these drugs, then I can pump myself up and I don't have to work quite as hard as the other and guys that are busting I'll, their ass to get out there and true. play. And it's, trust me, I'm not, like, I'm not by any any means on his side saying anything because the guys that are doing it are taking jobs from guys like myself and, you yeah. know, other guys that are doing it the right way. To try Absolutely. It. Well, that's what I was saying. I was, uh, before, before you came on, I was I was mentioning about you and Junior. I'm like, you look around the league, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, well, I know Nelly's still playing, but uh, on the major league level, um, you, you wonder why these guys, this guy bets left and right, um, plays short mm-hmm. and second, um, and you wonder why these guys not still playing when you got guys like A-Rod. See, it goes back to that name thing. A-Rod has that name, so let me put him back at third base, and I can always mm-hmm. use him as short. Well, and what's it's almost like uh, the, the guys that have taken it, if you guys look at it, the guys that have actually taken it and apologized for it, they all have jobs. Right. Yeah, Andy Pettit. Even Manny Ramirez. Man. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, Mark McGuire, he's a first base coach down. for St. Louis, right. I believe. Well, it's, for the Dodgers. 
What's interesting is some of the guys in the locker room now are starting to speak up and say, you know, give them the punishment because we want the game to get clean. So, you know, like you mm-hmm. said before, everybody's got a fair shot. Let's let's have talent and, and you know, skills and techniques win over drugs. And I'll, and I'll tell you what, it, say, so Johnny Peralta and Nelson Cruz get the 50-game suspensions. If both those teams make the playoffs, say Detroit wins. Cruz will be back. Yeah, they both will. Say, say Detroit wins the World Series. And Johnny Peralta comes back and has great playoffs. Something's going to change in the in the PED suspension thing because that really gives him a fifty game window to get healthy, to get stronger, to get faster. And if he hits three or four home runs in the playoffs and they win the they win the World Series, you better believe something's going to change because that's mm-hmm. not fair. If you ha- well, if you I ha- mean the, the exact same thing happened last year with uh, Milky Cabrera. Right, his suspension wasn't up. He would have been allowed to come back also for the playoffs for the Giants, but uh, it was the fifty games wasn't up at that time. I don't think. Right, and, and, and the suspension. The suspension is. It's an interesting time when these these suspension came out because this was like the last point before those guys would not not be eligible for the playoffs. So I wonder why, like, the timing is just eerie and weird to me, and I feel like there's an ulterior motive for Major League Baseball because baseball is so star-driven, and I've said this before, like, the NFL promotes the game and the Major League promotes stars, and they promote, they promote the Yankees, they promote high-profile pro, high teams, and without Johnny Peralta and Nelson Cruz, it wouldn't be the same in the playoffs. And even A-Rod, say the Yankees make a run, everybody will watch A-Rod if they make the playoffs. It right. They're gonna they're gonna forget that he's well they're not gonna forget but they're gonna watch it's like Johnny Manziel you, it's like watching a car crash you gotta watch you know you <laughs> want to watch like last night every at bat he had they uh, broke the news on ESPN yeah. they broke in and had every at bat he on TV exactly but well, let me ask you guys this um, and, and and this is why when I like when um, Sinelli's been on the show before uh, because he's well versed in sports and not just baseball even though this is his chosen sport um, but let me move on to football. And just probably a yes or no uh, answer. You can expound on it probably for 20 seconds after that. Yes, you can make a comeback. We're waiting for it. Make a comeback? Yeah. No. Oh, no. Hey, no is, that, is that not what you were going to ask me? I'm going to say no to that. That's not what you were going to ask me. Comeback. Okay. Okay. I, I, couldn't make right. it, I couldn't make it walking into the he locker could, room. Yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't get over, get well, over I, there to make hey, coffee. I, I, just, I say yes. I should have played baseball. That's what I should have done. I'll be the guy that. I ain't saying baseball is easy. I'm just saying so you can, you can play long. That's all right. Is we'll it? work on the kids playing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, my boy. And I, and I told I told Deborah, I said they better. Um, I told both these guys. They're better baseball players than football, but they want to play football. Football, they they market their media oh, yeah. is so bigger than anybody else's, and these guys got on football bigger helmets. So when my kids play baseball, it's gonna be Spivey and uh, Brian, the ones teaching them, training it's, them, training yeah. them. Yeah, it's not train gonna be about right. us yeah. because these guys understand the game. They're not training them how to hit, not only just how to hit and do those things. They're training the mental part of the game. Right. That I'm not, I can mm-hmm. do mental uh, through any sport, but these guys are in the game, so. That's when you go mm-hmm. to the real resources. You get those guys right there. And I, I, they know what they're doing. I've seen them. Um, but let me ask you, as I was saying, if I was really interrupted by Alex. <laughs> yes, Jaquami. <laughs> yes or no, should this guy be on an NFL team this year or he should be on a team that he's on now, um, Riley Cooper? Yeah, uh, can, I, can I take that first? Yes. Oh, yeah, you take it first. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I say, um, go ahead, Alex. Uh Yes, uh-huh. I think he should, um, or I think he should be able to be. If if he wants to take the risk of pretty much getting mangled on the field, 
because that I mean that's you know that's in the forefront and in the back they front kill of his head. Him. Yeah, but here's the thing: you can't be a coward now because you've already shown some sort of cowardice. You can't be a coward now. You have to be ready for week one if coach lets you play. Week one, yeah, preseason. He well, uh, but, be but no, but he he's taking time away because he's going to go to take whatever classes he needs to take. I don't which believe is fine. that. That's why okay. I don't, I don't okay. believe okay. sexual fine. classes and, neither. And, and, I, and I agree. I understand. But but he ha- that's that's the due process. He has to do that. Now, if he's not on the field for week one, he's looked at as a coward, and it's going to look even worse. So you got to go maybe run week fast. One, maybe week and one is not his doing. Right, uh, right. But I'm saying when, when it's ready for when he's asked to play uh, the first week, he's going to go play. And he's going to run, he's going to use his great hands, and he's going to try and not get killed. And that's what's going to be. And he's their best receiver. Deshaun Jackson is not anymore. Riley Cooper, I think, is their best playmaker. Are you crazy? Best playmaker from under <laughs> from inside 30 yards. Deshaun Jackson catches the ball down the field, and that's it. And he's faster than Take everybody Deshaun else. Take Deshaun Jackson it. off their team, then the Eagles don't have a passing game. Where was Deshaun Jackson last year? Getting a contract. Well, Jeremy Macklin carried that team last year. True. Yeah, Macklin is a... Deshaun Jackson's a crybaby. All NFL, yeah. all athletes are crybabies. All, all diva wide receivers are crybabies. First and foremost. Riley Cooper, if he takes one hit up the middle, it'll be forgotten. Okay, okay play ball. You deserve that. Play mm-hmm. ball. Because everybody will take their turn. Like, if, if, no, if, if the Giants get him, yeah. then Dallas going to get him. Yeah. But he's got to keep doing it. He's yeah, got to prove to his team that he loves his team. And, and at the end sorry. of the year, he's still standing. They yeah. say ball game is yep. over. Okay, yeah. you, you play, play ball. And he has I to. Think, yeah. I think, yes, he should, but... And that's the only way to get his name back and to to get to gain the respect of any team that he would play on. He just has to go out and just take whatever is given to him, any punishment given to him. You know, on the other teams are gonna. I mean, I can't even imagine the things they're gonna be saying to him during the game. But you Roman, know, he uh, has to focus. Romanowski he, he was some like headphones that. in his lock, in his helmet. Really, I don't. Um. What? Okay. Yeah. I. I don't. Players are all going to get little stars or something to put on their helmets for how many times they hit them. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be looking for him in the game. But if I get a chance to take a shot on him, I'm going to take a shot. But um, what 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 baffles me more than anything is like, like how you think to say that? Like what what made that come out? Yeah, with exactly, and that's what I look because at too, is because that was in him to begin with. He didn't. Ju- he was in, and he was drinking. But, but that's not an excuse. We we drink, and I don't go talk but crazy. That might be the real him. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah, that's the thing is, is yeah. that that kind of language, no matter, it, and it goes back to, does he understand what he's saying or not? And anybody in this day and age ought to understand what that word means. I don't just and, talk about Star Trek and I've never seen it. That's, that's not right. what's in me. But that's right. the thing. When he was doing it, he was doing it with some level of He said past, definitely he, wasn't his first time. Exactly. No, he said that's so smooth. Use. Yeah, <laughs> it came out as a normal part of language. You could see the rhythm of the language and everything else. This it was, was like, something oh, that yeah. was in him. He had to swagger with it and everything. Oh yeah, like he yeah, was, ready he was to fight. proud of it. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's what baffled me more. As far as the question I asked, yeah, I think he should, but he's going to have to be willing to take whatever comes across him as far as football is dealt with him, as far as the his opponents. Um, but the thing that baffled me is like how well, he thought to say that. I and mean, his apology in the locker room was bullshit. I mean, it was I, I not. I have a problem with Michael Vick, too. The way he apologized was Why? sincere. Why? Why do I have a problem with Michael Vick? Michael Vick. Michael Vick don't have to apologize for him and say, okay, everything. He didn't, he didn't apologize for him. He he, he, he surely he did. Coming Michael out saying, Vick killed hundreds of dogs. Uh, huh? Michael Vick to do that. The team asked Michael Vick to, yeah, to, to do that. Yeah, because Michael, they didn't ask the, uh, what's the back, Foley? LeSean, well, LaShawn McCoy said, no, I'm talking about the white quarterback. Oh, Nick Foles? They didn't ask Nick Foles to do it. 
yeah, think I, I really think they'd ask Michael to do it because he's been through a similar situation no, with the media black. circus and uh, like with the dogs and everything. Because he's black. Let's ease the presence. Let's ease the tension. He's black. Oh, he made a mistake, so, you know, but he didn't say, uh, I forgive. Like, as a teammate, I forgive him, and everything was as a teammate. You know, he didn't go into how he really felt, but... Mike Vick shouldn't be speaking on somebody else's dumb mistakes. And back, to killing, and back to killing all them dogs. How you know he killed those dogs? Okay, he was resp- he went to jail for dog fighting. You know, because he's Michael Vick. He he put money behind it. Okay, yeah. So now I know the whole story inside and out. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet, I, and, I, and I don't, but I know that he was had he had ties it. The dogs were killed, and he put money behind it. Well, you got a three strike rule, and Michael Vick don't have any strike, but his boys got strikes. Turn state evidence against Michael Vick, but who's the bigger story? Michael Vick goes to jail for sure. two years. Yeah, right. I'm like, so Michael Vick was a part of something that was wrong, right? Right. He was a part right. of something that was wrong. Absolutely and, wrong. And he was extra. He was exiled from the NFL, and he made a return. And he's a different person now. He's a he's a man. Now. He's a an adult prison now. To do, okay, prison yeah. to do that uh, to and, you. and that's fair. And that's fair. One way or another. <laughs> but Riley, but that is the perfect person to speak on this. Yeah, I don't because think if so. you're the quarterback of your franchise of your team, you're supposed to be like, okay, this is my teammate. I'm going to speak for him, and I'm going to say he's still our boy. He's still in our locker room. We yeah, still love you. him. Well, you got to do that and as a teammate. To, and that's all they ask him to do. Well, they can ask Not anybody the best to do. Choice of words, yeah, right? our boy. He's still mm-hmm. our boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I need my shoes shined. Is that okay? <laughs> Michael Vick. Uh, I don't think Michael. He, he'd had he'd had Get his um, he's had his troubles. But just because everybody had troubles, don't remind me of my troubles. Don't remind the world of my troubles because i got to speak on somebody else's problem. Well, if somebody else somebody is speaking else for me, it's like, what does that say to me? You know, am I not big enough, bold enough, and strong enough to work, you know, say my Why own Why didn't I ask um, uh, Ray Lewis to come speak on behalf of him? Mm. Or um, <laughs> Because he's not his teammate. That's ridiculous. He's a, he's a black guy that played in the NFL who had some oh. troubles. Yeah, who I'm not making it. I'm not making it a black and a white thing. I'm just asking. You're not. Th- I'm not. Well, you, I, you, I, you, I will. T- it's I right will, or wrong. I will. If I was, I, that'll be the first thing I said. Yeah, that'll be well, the first thing I would do. And that's fair. I mean, in this he did it. He did it because a lot of things thing. are black and white. But I'm not making this a black and white. My question, my initial question was, and we got into some other stuff was, should it be planned? Well, I think we all agree that if he's willing to take the punishment that from saying that, my thing to bat for me more than anything was. It came out so smooth. It came out like that's what he says on the regular. So here's a question. If a black player would have said that in the same way. He should be the same thing. That's what I'm saying. It goes back to not black and white. It goes back to the respect and the. If a black person says the same thing and I'm on the football field and that's that's my opponent, I'm going to get him. Absolutely. I'm not going to look for him. But But would it have been videotaped? Yeah, if he would have been in a rap concert, it would have been in the country. I understand, but if it would have been if it would have been a black guy saying to another, like would that would would that have been as would that that have resonated as much? They would have made a bigger story. They would have made they would made a story out of it. No way, they would made a story out of it. I think so. They would made a story out of it. They ain't gonna say, well, if anybody else said, then it should be a big deal. It wouldn't have been a race issue. It would have just been, you know, everybody needs. They want us to say that word in public. They want us to say that word on TV and on the radio and rap videos. The government censors these things. How you let those rap videos and those rap songs get out those the government and movies well, comedians too. Right. they censor those stuff comedians. and they allow them in they want us to say that stuff yeah that's fair kind of separation yeah. yeah we'll put it this way london fletcher week one washington <laughs> if he comes across the middle of london fletcher lays him out i think that would be punished everybody you know that's happening week one he's gonna get popped and if he that's puts himself be the only time no. right no i agree <laughs> no, i agree hey, he got 16 but, games yeah but there's the 16 gotta, games yeah, only yeah but there's got to be the first one and the first one if Sean Lee hits him when he plays Dallas i mean there, there's going to be these middle linebackers i think are the ones that ooh god just coming across the middle 
Randy Moss and just run down the field. <laughs> he, he better. He better just go straight nine routes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let me take a break. Uh, Nelly, I don't know if you got to go, but I appreciate you being with us. What, what's up? Yeah, I, I do, man. I just wanted to call and weigh in, man. I appreciate you. Hey, how's your season going, man? Is it, is it still going on? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, man, it's going good, bro. It's going real good. Okay, well, let us know what's going on, man. We can uh, follow. I will for sure, bro. I'll talk to you later. Right, I appreciate right, you calling in. Hey, we're going right, to take a quick time. break. Uh, that was Brian Nelson. Um, played in uh, MLB, uh, playing in uh, minors right now and doing some other things. Uh, but, you know, we'll take a quick break. I appreciate him calling in. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. Trying to get out. Just follow me. Welcome back to the show. Our last segment. Deborah don't think we can hear her talking. Uh, <laughs> I don't care if you can or not. <laughs> she said this is her. This is your intro going to Well, stage? when I was in L.A. speaking um, and speaking about you know averages and addiction, this was my music to go up on stage with. So it was like pretty it. cool. But that's why. Um, that's why D was trying to figure out. Uh, he said, "Down with the and music. dirty, yeah, down, down and dirty." dirty. Trying to figure the music? out what's Where's it? my lead-in? Shit, I can find it. <laughs> also, a lot of stuff in here about the author Deborah Debris. You guys got to go get the book "Averages and Addiction" for real. Uh, check it out on Amazon. Is it? Are you selling it on your website? On the DebraDebris.com website, I am. DebraDebris.com. Yeah. Okay, I always say your clear edge. <clears throat> so DebraDebris.com. Well, your clear edge is my sports website. website. Okay. And the DebraDebris.com is my speaking website. Oh, okay. That's the difference. That's the booking website right uh-huh. there, huh? There you go. Oh, I should have told Nelly. Well, I talked to Nelly. He there you go. To, um, you can give him the free book that you ordered. Huh. <laughs> you free. can sell it to him. <laughs> I, I, can't sell it. I can't sell it to friends. You'd upsell it. Okay, huh? You'd yeah, upsell, upsell it. it. Upsell. No, I wouldn't do that. You that's get the stealing. book plus the session with Deborah. That's yeah. still it. All right, let's get a uh, last segment. Let's get down and dirty with Deborah. All right, well, I'm going to talk about, you know, who can you trust in a world full of untrustworthy people? And it really falls into a lot of what we were just talking about. Oh, in is, the studio. Yeah. <laughs> 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 is uh, when we look at trust, you know, trust is really a belief in, a faith in, and a dependence on something or someone or a situation meeting your expectations. 
And, you know, when we trust people, situations, circumstances, or even our environment, we look at, you know, if you're going to go to Disneyland and show up, you expect it to be the happiest place on earth. It's going to be clean. It's going to be happy. You're going to have the rides to go on. It's going to have something that you can trust each and every time you go. You pull up to a stoplight and it turns red. You have some level of trust that people are actually going to stop. Um, relationships, you know, we look at trust, that there's, you know, faith between partners, parent-child relationships, that there's always the love and the respect. When we look at sports, <clears throat> we look at, you know, who and what can you trust? What are your expectations when you're in the locker room? You know, the confidentially, uh, confidentiality and the respect that goes on in the locker room. A team, when they go out on the field, that there's a level of trust that each player is actually going to be ready to go out there, that they've been working in the offseason to prepare their body and their mind and their technique, so they're going to do exactly what they're supposed to do on the field. The fans have a level of expectations that whenever they show up, that there's going to be some entertainment and some excitement and a certain standard of excellence and that people are going to play by the rules. The problem is when trust gets broken, it's a broken, uh, it's a broken level of expectations, which is what we're seeing right now. We have all have certain expectations of how people are supposed to act. And when we don't see them acting in that way, behaving in that way, and we see that the results of that is that, you know, the games, um, are being hurt, the league is being hurt, uh, then we start to doubt. And when doubt comes up, whether it's in a relationship, you know, um, uh, a parent-child relationship or boyfriend-girlfriend, husband-wife, or even in friends. When that doubt starts to come in, then everything starts to fall apart because when you doubt in one area, you start doubting in other areas. Um, you know, the players that are breaking the rules and are changing our expectations of what uh, we can find out on the playing field, we now start to wonder about all the other players which is unfair to them because now we're doubting, well, if one is, is taking drugs, what about the rest? Uh, guys in the locker room, you have somebody that all of a sudden you can't trust what they say or how they're going to act. So now you start to wonder, well, if I can't trust them here, where else can I trust them? You know, can I trust them to talk to the media? What are they going to say? What are they going to do? So, you know, we start looking at ourselves, you know, how can we even trust ourselves if you're somebody that breaks the rules all the time you know, or have even broken one of the rules, then you start to wonder, can I even trust myself to make a good decision the next time? So trust is huge, and when doubt starts to come in, it uh, it really starts to tear apart not only the individual, but also all the people around them. You got you got to think, um, DebraDebraYourClearEdge.com, or what is the other website? De Debra. Uh, YourClearEdge.com. It's uh, YourClearEdge.com or DebraDebray.com. What did I say? You said DebraDebris.com. What's the other one? And oh. I said you're clear edge. Oh, I know you're clear edge. Da, I, da, da, da. I got that behind. <laughs> <laughs> you almost made me forget what I was. Just I'm... call me. 480-212-1909. Yeah, <laughs> 1909. 1909. Uh-huh. 212-1909. That's it. 212-1909. <laughs> and the 480. I'm just memorizing you my got head. It. I can figure the 480. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to – kind of feel for players that are good is not mm. taking not taking anything when somebody who's like like an Alex Rodriguez or or any of those other 13 guys who's been and maybe they and maybe they conceded so they can play in the final uh the postseason but when somebody steps up and who, like Puig like this guy now everybody's gonna wonder is he on anything because he's playing mm. exceptional right. uh and now his team has moved into the first place 
Um, well, somebody starts to beef up a little bit, and all of a sudden it's like, well, are they on steroids? Are they taking some kind of drugs? What's going on? Maybe the guy's just working out really hard. Maybe he's working out. And then because you look at the uh, Mark McGuire when he was, uh, mm. wow, where, where was he initially? He was in Oakland. Oakland. Athletics. But he was, yeah, athletics. Then he ended up in St. Louis. And, mm. But look at Barry Bonds, who was in Pittsburgh. Over time, these guys will get bigger. Mm. I, um, I don't know. Even golfers get bigger in, in the next five to ten years. They get bigger. They don't stay oh, yeah. the same. Well, uh, and you look at even the level of play, though. If somebody's, um, you know, you trust them to to be the, uh, you know, come up and be the cleanup hitter, and all of a sudden you've got several instances where they're not playing like they should. Well, now the level of trust goes down, and you wonder is that really the right guy for that position? Where else are we going to put him? You start to doubt because they're not performing at the level that you're used to seeing them perform at. Tiger Woods is a great example. We don't know if we can trust him or not as a fan because he's not been very consistent. I can't consistent. trust him at majors. He makes yeah. me watch and he upset me. He hasn't been, he's won more tournaments than anybody else this year. Yeah. But not majors. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I was talking about majors. Now, I'm a, you know, I'm a Tiger Woods fan. Uh, that's, just, that's a golf. double standard what's, that, what's that, that has been brought about by sports people, sports oh, media. Yeah, yeah. That it's only majors are bust. He's killing it. That's not, that's not true because Tiger has, what, 14 majors? Yeah, 14, and he's yeah. got 79 wins all 79 time. He's, he's wins. three behind Sam Snead, so he'll break that maybe this year. Possibly. So that, that will be, that will beg the question, if he doesn't win another major again, he's still the, is he the best ever? Because yeah. he has the most wins, yeah. but there's a lot more tournaments now. Exactly. There's a lot more things like that now that, that there weren't before. I think Tiger Woods go down as the best golfer ever. Even if he only has even if he has four less majors than yeah. Jack? He got he got a... Uh, um, more wins than Jack majors. Yeah, there's look at the competition Tiger has as opposed to what Jack had. And Jack had some guys now. He had Arnold. Yeah, uh, Gary he Player. had Gary Player. He yeah. had some competition. He, uh, but look what Tiger has every week. And I not Tiger. Look what the PGA has every week. Right. Yeah, they put and, out a great product. Yeah. But then the media week. has changed our expectations too, just by what they say. Can like I you trust said, whether Tiger it's the majors or, or whether it's uh, you know just one of the tournaments, and you know we start to change our own expectations based on what we're being told instead of thinking for ourselves. And this is why I say, um, I, jokingly, I say I can't trust Tiger Major because Tiger's never been under pressure on a on a Saturday or Sunday. What he did at uh, at Firestone was the guy. Owns that course. It just mm. fits his eyes. You Eighth go time again. Yeah, you, you just go to a place or you do a certain thing that fits your eye. You like to play that course or you like to go to that restaurant because you know exactly right. what you're going to get. You don't even have to look at the menu. But Tiger Woods, what he did there is just, you know, he could do any day of the week or yeah. any, yeah. any week it, of the year. But it was interesting. I was watching when he shot a 61. He had hit 11 one putts through 13 holes. He was seven or nine under or whatever it was. I think it was nine under through 13. And then he pars 14 through 18. It was it was a testament to show exactly what ma- like it's like with him in major tournaments. Like Thursday and Friday is huge, but when it comes down to the stretch, he's not the same golfer. He was putting the ball in the woods, he, and he had great par saves and whatnot. But he's not performing like twenty six year old Tiger would have shot a fifty six. Right, like he would have shot. He would have birdied out. He would have shot. He would shot a twenty eight on the back, and and he would have ended up with a fifty seven or fifty eight. But it's not the same Tiger anymore, and you can tell by what he did on those last four or five if holes. If Tiger's as close to anybody in the major, or anybody as close to Tiger in the major, I don't think Tiger's just going to win that. Back in 26, 30-year-old Tiger, I would say, yeah, that's a wrap. He's, he's going to par right. out. He's going to par, and he's going to do what he needs to do to win. Now this Tiger feels pressure. I didn't ever think he felt pressure. Now he feels pressure. He don't trust himself anymore. Exactly. To, to what Deborah exactly. uh, segment and, was about, he don't think he trusts himself. And where our expectations are the young Tiger versus the 
tiger that we're working with now. So that, you know, the expectations have changed so we don't trust it again as much because we're always comparing him back to when he was at his right, prime. But, but still the young tiger has never won a major when he hasn't been tied for the lead or leading going into the final round. So there's still that there's still that caveat to his whole to his whole career is he's never come back on a Sunday to win a major. Well, we'll see next week. We'll see, is it next week the PGA? I can't wait. Um, <laughs> Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris, um, Deborah, yourclears.com. Alex is at your um, blog again. Uh, AlexClancy'sCorner.blogspot.com. Are you blogging anything? I got one coming up this morning. Okay, check that out. Um, be part of the show next week. Um, Quam Lasha Sports Talk. Thanks you guys for listening. Thanks uh, Brian Nelson uh, for coming on. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.